Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Welcome back to Invest Savvy. I'm your host, Christian Chapluha. For today's episode, I invited two of my fellow financial consultants on the ARIS team, Jim Benagis and Brandon Wan, to join me. We're going to be discussing Medicare and all the different things that can potentially confuse us when we're thinking about the different enrollment periods and to make sure we are on a strong footing with the Medicare annual enrollment period. Every year we feel bombarded with information starting in October and Jim and Brandon are going to help us understand how it works and how to manage it as our in-house experts on Medicare here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services. So if you're turning 65, or currently have Medicare, this is the podcast for you. Instead of asking our family and friends, let's turn to them as our subject matter experts. Jim and Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to you both. Why don't we start things off by telling us a little bit about yourself, Jim? Absolutely. Christian, I appreciate you letting me join you today. I've been with Ares for about four years as a financial consultant and I've been in the business for about 16 years now. I love taking the time to cover topics like Social Security and Medicare because I have helped so many people over the threshold of retirement, and I feel like there's just not enough good information and resources out there. People have so many questions, so I really do appreciate being here today sharing this information. Brandon, tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Hi, Christian. Thanks for having me. Like Jim, I've been with Eris for just about four years now. I've been assisting clients and members with financial and insurance needs for a little over 15 years. I'm excited to have this conversation today to help our listeners better understand their options and how they can navigate through these plans that are available during their annual enrollment period. Typically every fall, we see a lot of advertising around this Medicare annual enrollment period topic. Jim, help us understand, what does it all mean? Who does it impact? So Christian, the annual enrollment period really impacts anybody that's already receiving Medicare. It starts October 15th and runs through December 7th this year. It's that one time of year when you can take a look at your coverages and make any kind of adjustments. You can switch from original Medicare to a Medicare Advantage plan and vice versa, an Advantage plan back to original Medicare. You can enroll in a Part D drug supplement or change your drug coverage. Annual enrollment really gives you the opportunity to make those changes to ensure you have proper coverage based on your needs and that your coverage fits within your budget. That's great. And Brandon, it sounds like there's an initial enrollment period and the general enrollment period. These sign-up dates sound so similar. What's the difference? Yeah, Christian, there are several different enrollment periods that are associated with Medicare. When you first turn 65, 
you have the ability to enroll at a period of time known as your initial enrollment period. That's your first opportunity to get the insurance that you want in place without health qualification or status being taken into consideration. Next is the special enrollment period. One would qualify for this period in special circumstances, like losing health coverage at no fault of your own due to retiring from an employer, for example. You will then be allowed to enroll into Part B and select additional coverage like Medicare Advantage, Part C, or Medicare Supplemental Coverage, or even Prescription Drug Coverage, Part D, in a similar manner as the initial enrollment period. There is also the general enrollment period, which is your last opportunity to enroll into Medicare. It's the route one would take if they've missed their initial or annual enrollment periods. This period generally occurs at the beginning of every year. Ideally, a beneficiary should be utilizing their initial or special enrollment periods to enroll into original Medicare. But if you're no longer eligible for those enrollment periods, the general enrollment period may be your only option to turn on original Medicare's parts A and B. That's very helpful. Jim, what should folks consider during the annual enrollment period? What are the options? So the annual enrollment period, Christian, is really when you have the absolute most flexibility as far as making changes. So say you started with a supplement plan, but now you're curious about switching over to an Advantage plan. The Advantage plan is more encompassing kind of coverage, more like our typical PPOs and HMOs, and you miss that type of coverage. You can entertain that option during the annual enrollment period. Maybe you started with an Advantage plan and you feel like you have too much coverage or you're paying a little bit too much. The annual enrollment period gives you the opportunity to switch back to a supplement plan. The other thing to consider is drug coverage, which is so important for so many people. You want to make sure that the drugs that you're on are still being covered. You have to review your drug coverage during the annual open enrollment. Make sure your drugs are still being covered by your current plan or see if there is a more cost-effective plan that is now available to you. So Christian, annual open enrollment is really about two things. It's about making sure you have the absolute best coverage for your needs so that your out-of-pocket costs don't kill you. And it's also about getting the coverage as inexpensive as we possibly can get it. With many folks being on a fixed income, we have to make sure our costs are in line with what we can afford. You mentioned that it pays to shop around. Are there any resources available to beneficiaries in terms of comparing one company to another? Ren, and how does someone know which plan to enroll in? There are a variety of resources available. Beneficiaries do have the opportunity to compare different providers and different plans. For example, one provider may offer several different Medicare Advantage plans that a beneficiary may want to compare. Jim and I can have this conversation, and we're happy to help navigate you through the complexities of comparing benefits and costs on plans and options. We can assist our members to help them better understand the differences between each plan and the benefits offered. We also have the tools to help get a better understanding of their drug costs for the upcoming year through each provider and plan. 
That can provide a Medicare beneficiary with a better understanding of their potential upcoming healthcare expenses that they may incur within each plan for that following year. It's a great way to ensure that you're receiving the benefits you're looking to receive at a cost-effective price. Jim, are we required to make changes or is it a good idea to consider changes during the annual enrollment period? So Christian, you're not obligated to make any changes to your plan. And I would say a really good percentage of people stay on a plan once they've enrolled and they don't review coverage and cost on an annual basis. But that's not necessarily the best way to go. I would tell you that it's a good idea to have a conversation with somebody that can walk you through your particular scenario and then spell out exactly what all your options are. Now, I know a couple of good-looking guys that have all of those resources that can definitely help folks navigate those options. <laughs> Brandon and I take the time to not only get to know the people that we're talking to, but educate ourselves on the plans that are available. We also have the software to be able to search everything out and really come up with options that are applicable to those people's individual situation because everybody's situation is different. This again makes your folks have the proper coverage at a reasonable price. Well, obviously I'm biased, but this just adds to the idea that our team, including you both, are one of the best kept secrets at Align Credit Union. Shameless plug for Team Eris. <laughs> Hopefully folks will reach out when they have questions. Brandon, do you see any mistakes or any pitfalls to avoid when thinking about choices during the annual enrollment period? Yeah, definitely. There's a few that I tend to commonly see. And from what Jim just said, I'll kind of piggyback on one of those points. Medicare beneficiaries tend to forget that their health situation is absolutely unique to them. It's fine to get advice from family and friends, but enrolling in the exact same plan that your best friend did or that your spouse did doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right plan for you in your situation. Taking the time to have a conversation and actually exploring options with a licensed representative can help you uncover options that you may not have considered. That may be more ideal for your needs. Another common pitfall that I see is ignoring those important Medicare annual notice of change letters that beneficiaries receive in the mail, typically towards the end of summer. This is a notice that was sent directly from Medicare to you indicating that there are potential changes to one of the plans that you are currently enrolled into, whether that be a healthcare plan like a Medicare Advantage plan or a drug plan like Part D. Those changes can affect your benefits and costs the following year, and I would strongly advocate for reading and understanding those notices when you receive them. I'm sure you've seen a pitfall or two in your day, Jim, what are you seeing out there? Well, Brandon, one pitfall I would mention is the potential mistake of not considering prescription drug coverage, even if you're not currently taking prescription drugs. Just because a beneficiary does not take any medications today does not mean that will always be the case. If you fail to enroll into a plan with prescription drug benefits or a Part D drug plan, you may be penalized in the future should you choose to enroll into one at a later date. A beneficiary could avoid this situation by enrolling into a lower cost drug plan to help them avoid any future penalties 
or they can enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan with prescription drug coverage. Thanks, Jim. That makes a lot of sense. Brandon, have you come across any examples of the Medicare discussion being a bit personal, whether due to medical background or confidentiality issues? It seems like it could be a bit of a delicate conversation, possibly not so easy to discuss with a friend or family member. Does that ever occur? I would answer that question with a yes, Christian. Look, not everyone wants to openly discuss their healthcare situation and the challenges that they may be facing, but we do see a variety of different situations all the time as we have these conversations routinely with our clients. We want to reassure people that we'll handle this topic and conversation in the utmost professional and confidential manner that we can. I've had these discussions with my clients for well over 10 years now. There probably isn't a situation or medication out there that I haven't come across in one way or another. At the end of the day, we understand that this can be a very time-consuming process, and we're here to help you make sense of it all in an efficient manner. Look, we're always going to open this conversation with the fact that we're going to ask clients some questions, actually a lot of questions. But the more information you're able to give us, the better job we can do for you. If you decide to hold information back, you're not going to get the best out of us. You'll just get what you're limiting us to, and that could end up costing you money. So it's important to be transparent in this conversation with the individual that you're working with. It's so important to connect all these dots to make the right decision, both initially and annually. So Medicare has this alphabet soup, including parts A, B, C, and D. Jim, tell us a little bit more about the part D drug plan. What's the most important factor or variable that you've come across in choosing a drug plan? There are so many variables when you're looking at a drug plan. While I think cost is definitely an issue, I think that making sure you have the proper coverage is paramount. If you have an existing condition, if you're diabetic or you've got COPD, whatever the condition may be, it is so important to make sure you have the proper coverage. Making sure that the drugs that you're currently taking are covered under that particular drug plan or Advantage plan is critical. Some drugs are generic and they're not very expensive. Some drugs have no generic and are crazy expensive. Making sure that you review the drug coverage and verifying that what you're taking is covered is absolutely the most important thing in choosing a plan. A close second, as far as I'm concerned, is cost. You have to make it fit within the budget, right? You can't break the bank. It's never prudent to drive a Cadillac when you can only afford a Chevy. So we need to help find you a plan that not only gives you the coverage that you need, but that keeps costs in line with your budget. To add to Jim's point, Christian, Medicare does have a fantastic tool to really help us break down those costs. This can help you understand how those costs impact you throughout the calendar year on a month-by-month -month and annual basis. This tool can also help beneficiaries identify lower premium drug plans. So for that individual who is not taking prescription drugs, it can help them identify cost-effective plans to help them avoid any future penalization. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a beneficiary believe that it's not in their best interest to enroll into a plan with drug benefits because they're not taking prescription drugs at that point in time. I have a burning financial planning question. On a break-even basis, 
does it make sense to sign up for a drug plan, even if we're not currently taking any medications? How should we think about total lifetime costs and potential penalties if we opt out of Part D? Eventually, we all need medicine, one type or another. We all get older, hopefully. So I'm very curious about that from a planning standpoint. I would argue, yes, that paying a low monthly premium today, even though you're not taking prescription drugs, is going to be more cost effective in the event that you need drug benefits at some point in the future. I mean, why risk it? The risk of potentially having to pay a penalty on that Part D premium and the co-payments to pick up refills on your drugs is really not worth saving $10 or $20 a month on a premium. It's just not worth the risk when you really look at those penalties in the event that you do need these benefits in the future. Jim, would you agree with that? I'd agree 100%, Christian. You know, we all get insurance to hedge risk, right? We all get insurance to hedge against a major loss, and you don't know what that timing is and when we'll need the coverage. I don't know when I may get into a car accident. That's why I keep car insurance on my car all the time, because we just don't know. We don't know when or why we're going to need that drug coverage. So I think to Brandon's point, it's absolutely the best idea to start coverage right away. Because over the long haul, if you have a major health issue and have to take medication on that for the rest of your life, that could be exponentially more expensive than if you would have just signed up for a basic drug plan at the onset and not have to worry about it. So what I'm hearing is that during the initial enrollment period, you should enroll into Medicare and the plan you pick along with drug benefits and then review again during the annual enrollment period. If you need to make changes, you can then optimize that coverage. But more importantly, you've got that insurance in place. And then it's going to be more cost effective down the road. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. That sounds like one of the most important takeaways from today's conversation. So let's switch gears and discuss the cost of Medicare. High level, what is a beneficiary typically looking at on an annual basis? Generally speaking, Christian, most Medicare beneficiaries will have Part A and Part B, and you're going to be paying a premium typically at $165 a month in 2023 for Part B or original Medicare. Most beneficiaries receive Part A premium free because they paid for it while working. So as long as you've paid into Social Security for 10 years, you should qualify for premium free Part A. Or if your spouse has paid in for 10 years, you may qualify through them. So just to have original Medicare Part A and Part B, you are looking at roughly $165 a month at a minimum. And that Part B premium is income means tested, which is known as IRMA, or I-R-M-A-A, which stands for Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. What if we decide to go with a Medicare Advantage plan rather than original Medicare? That's a great question, but it's a tougher one to answer, and let me explain why. I'm going to use the state of Illinois as an example. In Illinois for 2023, Beneficiaries had over 165 Advantage plans to choose from, offered by 18 different carriers. So you can see that you'll have quite a complicated decision. Now that I've terrified everyone, let me save the day. Depending on where you live will narrow down your choices. 
Advantage plans, just like supplement plans, differ from county to county. The determining factor on monthly costs is the amount of coverage you want. Similar to the ways our traditional HMOs and PPOs work, so does Medicare Advantage. Meaning that if I take a plan with a high deductible and higher total out-of-pocket expenses, then I will pay less on a monthly basis. If I take a plan with a low deductible and very low or no out-of-pocket expenses, my monthly costs would be higher. You also have to take in consideration if you're going to take an Advantage plan with drug coverage, because not all plans include drug coverage. All of that being said, you could range anywhere from $30 a month to over $200 a month for a Medicare Advantage plan. Also make sure to keep in mind that even if you have an Advantage plan, you still have to pay your Part B premium, which for 2024 is $174.80. Another thing to keep in mind as you're working out this decision is that you have annual open enrollment every year, and you can change the amount of coverage year over year. I also understand that if a Medicare beneficiary decides to keep original Medicare and enroll into a supplement and drug plan, that the costs may be different too. Is that true? That's correct, Christian. There are a variety of different supplemental plan options, but one of the more common plan options that I see beneficiaries enrolling into is supplemental plan G. So say you have original Medicare, which covers about 80% of your costs minus some deductibles and co-payments. You then add Plan G, which will cover all of the gaps that original Medicare doesn't cover except for the Part B deductible. It's basically the Cadillac plan option, the most comprehensive, most benefit-rich option. And then you add a Part D drug plan. In that scenario, Medicare remains your primary. So you'd pay $165 a month for Part B. You'd pay your premium for Plan G, let's say $150 a month, and then the premium or co-payments for Part B. Keep in mind that cost and premiums vary in range based on where you live, the plan and provider, and on your income. And typically, those premium costs will go up as you age on these kinds of plans. I do think a general rule to follow regarding premiums on supplement and Part D drug plan options is that the more you typically pay in premiums, the more benefits you'd be provided. That's not always the case, but I think it's worth noting. Also keep in mind that you would typically expect to pay more out of pocket for co-payments on brand name drugs versus generics on drug refills. All right, terrific. So much valuable information. We're near the end of the episode, so it's time for you both to share your savvy advice of the day for our Invest Savvy podcast. So Jim and Brandon, please share any wise words or ideas with our listeners. You know, Christian, it's timely that you brought this up. I just met with a client last month who's turning 65 in October. I walked into her home and we sat down at her kitchen table. She pulled out the Medicare enrollment book for 2024. It was highlighted and had all kinds of sticky notes. She said, I'm so glad you're here because I've read this three times and I feel like I know less now than when I started reading this book. We had a very meaningful conversation about what she needed and what her options were. And at the end of the meeting, she was very comfortable with her decisions. 
Medicare is outrageously complicated, and there's so many options and choices to make. Like Brandon said, it depends on where you live, what county you live in. You could have multiple providers, and they could each have a multitude of plans, and you could have to weed through all of that. It's just so much information, it can be very confusing. For those reasons, I highly recommend that you find somebody that can help you navigate the Medicare waters because they're choppy. I have people telling me the same thing all the time. The Medicare is so confusing and they feel so unsure. They worry if they're making the correct decisions. So if I had one takeaway, get somebody to help you out with Medicare. It just makes life so much easier on yourself and you can rest easy knowing you've made a sound decision. Amazing. Brandon, what advice do you have for our listeners? That was a great takeaway from Jim. Working with a professional also provides the confidence that you're positioning yourself in the best manner possible. I know I wouldn't try to summit Mount Everest without a Sherpa, so why would you attempt to navigate Medicare without a licensed professional? Creating and maintaining that relationship allows you to always revisit that conversation annually with someone that knows you and that you're comfortable with. Because these benefits and costs are potentially changing annually, having someone in your corner can make that process so much easier. The main topic of discussion here today is the annual enrollment period and the importance of it. And I think having that relationship in place with a licensed financial consultant is just as important as understanding the importance of the annual enrollment period. These choices can have significant impacts to your wallet. And we're here to help guide you to a smooth transition to Medicare or to help you evaluate your upcoming Medicare options. Okay, well, for me, it sounds like we've just scratched the surface in terms of Medicare with the initial and annual enrollment periods, drug coverage, and taking the time to consider all our Medicare coverages on an annual basis. We'd love to have you back on the podcast to build on these important topics as we peel this onion and help people learn more about Medicare. So thanks so much to you both. We really appreciate you coming on today. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. Please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant to like and follow. Our team is available to help you with your financial plan. Visit our website to contact a financial consultant. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. 
advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 